You're listening to NFT 365, the first daily podcast on NFTs with your host, Fanzo, talking crypto, blockchain, Web3, non-fungible tokens, metaverse, and what the f*** is a non-fungible token? We'll get to that. It's time for today's episode of NFT 365, the only daily NFT podcast minting an NFT every day for 365 days. Powered by the ADHD coin at rally.io, here's your host and digital futurist, the ADHD superpowered Brian Fenzo. This show is not financial advice, so do your own damn research. What's up, friends? Oh, welcome back to another episode of NFT365. Have you ever been in that spot where you're joining a new community, or maybe you're buying your first NFT, or maybe you're buying your 50th NFT, and you're asking yourself, like, how can I not get overwhelmed? How can I make sure to stay up to date? How can I actually make sure that the money I just spent on this NFT is worthwhile from me, right? And I know part of us are like, man, I, I hate Discord, and I'm not really active on Twitter, but I don't want to miss out. I don't want to, you know, not take advantage of the things that I'm uh, I signed up for. And then on top of that, I also, you know, I really want to participate. I want to stand out. Like when I join the community, I want to make a an impact. Well, I'm going to talk about some best practices that I have uh, for not only standing out, but for really, you know, the best way to kind of throttle and manage that whole experience as we're joining a, a new community. Uh, and so we're going to dive into that on this episode. But before we get there, I do have to give a shout out to our sponsor, Crypto Business Conference. Crypto Business Conference is happening beautiful San Diego, California. Beyond excited to be part of that event. Excited to bring many of you to, uh, you know, San Diego so we can hang out, we can have a good time. Uh, and they have a whole new, you know, they finalized the, the lineup for speakers. And I just got to tell you, you should jump over there and check out the, the whole list of speakers and sessions. Uh, all of them are up on the website. I will make sure to put that link uh, in the show notes. Uh, and we'll talk a little bit more about that near the end of the podcast. Uh, our throwback, our, our kind of highlighting our Mint 365 on our way to, to episode and number uh, 365, which of course is coming up quickly as it is November 11th. Uh, we're going to throw back to uh, August 23rd, and this will be number 284. And we actually minted this on the Nifty Gateway platform. And uh, for those that aren't familiar with Nifty Gateway, they've been around for a long while and they have some really cool updates um, in the works for their platform. Uh, it's really easy to buy over there. It's really easy to mint NFTs over there. Uh, and in full transparency, I'm excited to uh, join them in a partnership that I'll be able to announce uh, really soon. But I actually minted, uh, it was Adrian uh, Balstegs, uh, and then he had a open edition NFT, and it was called Ice and Fire. Uh, and the, the, the little description was, Ice and Fire prevent, presents a universe of different tribes and species of the metaverse. This really showcases the character of two particular tribes and warriors. Uh, it's a really cool digital piece of art. Uh, it has a, a, like a female boxer with her gloves kind of on fire. Uh, I also loved it because it was released on the same day as the Game of Thrones spinoff was released. And I thought that was really smart. Uh, I talk a lot about storytelling and context, and it caught my attention because I was like, ooh, is this a Game of Thrones, you know, uh, dragon, uh, you know, NFT? And although it was not, there was enough synergy and connection that I went and learned a little bit about the artist, checked out the art and the project. And so that was our number 284 inside of our collection. So excited to have that in our collection. So, you know, this idea, you know, buying an NFT, you know, maybe it's your first or maybe you've, you've bought plenty before, 
But I think every person that's listening to this, when you buy an NFT, no matter how much you spend for it, you want to maximize the the value. We could say maximize the utility, maximize the community. But let's be very clear, maximize the value that you expect to get out of it. So when I'm going to walk you kind of through some of the things and feel free to you know pause this. I will have the video up on YouTube as well if you want to uh, check out the video. But you know, just turning on notifications for every single, um, you know, app uh, is not the answer. I mean, I, I'll just tell you, I'll show you, I'll show you what my iPhone looked like this morning. Uh, it had, I mean, it had a stacked, I mean, it must've been 40 discord messages and three, uh, Twitter messages. And that was just like in the, like in the actual layout. Uh, and so trust me, I, uh, just turning in all notifications, uh, isn't really the answer for staying in, uh, the know with what's going on. But I'm going to talk to you a little bit about uh, managing those notifications. But the first thing I think you should do every time you buy an NFT is you should really log down. Maybe it's in your notes app on your iPhone. Maybe it's on Google Docs, uh, wherever it may be. It could be even on a sticky note if, that, if that's how you like to roll. You should write down like why you bought the, the NFT. You should write down how much you paid for it just so that you have that, that idea. And then if I were you, I would write down like kind of some of the, the things that you're looking forward to, right? The expectations um, that you have. I, I talk a lot like you should write down what success looks like for you with that NFT. So if you're buying it and you're like, you know what? This looks like a great group of people. Success to me would be networking and connecting with some of these people and maybe hiring a new employee or finding an advisor for an upcoming project or, man, I really hope that I get to know such and such that is active in this group. Whatever that may be, you, you should write that down with that NFT list because understanding what your, your definition of success is will actually help you accomplish that success. It will also help you avoid the anxiety of like, oh my goodness, I'm not, I'm not jumping into every notification. I'm not joining every Twitter space. I'm not on their Discord. But if, if those things were not the tangible things that you initially were looking for in that NFT, then it, you can give yourself a little bit of grace and forgiveness by simply managing those expectations from the jump. So I definitely recommend you know, defining what success looks like, putting out some of those goals, writing down how much you paid for it, you know, the date. You know, you might want to write down like the website, um, you know, maybe the discord. And then this is where I think it's an interesting, you know, uh, proposition, right? Because most of NFT projects do have a discord. And even if you don't like discord or discord is too overwhelming for me, I still think there is a value in signing up for their discord because, you know, in some cases, you know, they will, they will block the discord after it gets to a certain level. Uh, in some cases, if you're active in there, you have a chance to be win giveaways and such. So what I would recommend is for you to actually jump into your Discord, uh, you know, click the verify. You can do it on your browser. You can do it on your desktop if you have a Macintosh, or you can do it on your iPhone. And I'm going to talk about the difference of those here in a second. But I would jump into it. I would, you know, do the little verification, sign up. Um, you know, I would just post like a, you know, good morning or hey, excited to be here in the channel. But then I would go and do this. I would go and turn off direct messages. So go into your settings and turn off DMs. Uh, and then I would go in and I would change the, the actual notifications to only notify me if I'm at mentioned, right? Maybe that's the one you want to turn on um, on your notifications. And then they have a new feature called include highlights. So what it'll do is it'll only notify you very sporadically, but it'll be like the highlights, like the, the posts that are most important um, in that Discord, which I actually think is a, a great new feature and smart play by um, the Discord friends. Now, 
The part of this that most people aren't doing, and this is where I would kind of recommend, is I do recommend turning off notifications as a whole, just pretty much for the entire Discord. But one of the things I do think that you can actually do that will help is that you should probably go in into the, the Discord and look through the channels. And if there's certain channels that stand out to you, right? Maybe there's an announcement channel. Maybe there's a, um, you know, a friends and family uh, channel. Maybe there's a, a channel that says only project updates, whatever that may be. You can right-click on that channel and turn on notifications just for that channel. Now, I know what you might be thinking. Like, Brian, the notifications really overwhelm me or um, they're kind of annoying to me. Here's my recommendation on that. I actually love using the desktop app of Discord on my, on my Macintosh computer, right, on my, on my MacBook. So if you go to discord.gg, you can actually hit download the desktop version. Now, the reason that I like that desktop version, it's, it's the same as the browser version, right? If you just go to the website and say, you know, use the browser. But the reason that I like it is that I can actually turn on notifications just for my desktop that only work when I have Discord open. So why is that good? It's well, it's for me, it's kind of managing those expectations. And then what I like to do is there's only certain channels and certain projects that I'll turn notifications on for my phone. So for me, what the way that I've kind of managed the overwhelming feeling that I get in Discord is that I only want to be notified on my computer when I actually have Discord open, right? So then it's going to give me a little bit of those notifications. But if I'm on my computer and Discord is not open, I don't want to be disrupted or annoyed by those notifications. And then on my phone, there are certain notifications like at mentions, people that mention me, or certain projects that I know have upcoming announcements that I want to have those on my phone. Now, I will tell you, I've even gone a step further than this. I've installed the Discord app on my iPad, and I have other notifications on um, in my iPad app. Uh, and part of that for me was just kind of trying to manage where I'm distracted. I think you know, doing an all or nothing approach to me doesn't work, right? Having all notifications off or all notifications on, that's not to me the answer. And let's face it, for the most part, if you're listening to this right now and you're like, Brian, I haven't been in Discord in forever, my guess is the reason that you haven't been in Discord in forever is because you turned off all notifications. I know. You're like, damn, Brian, it's right. And here's the truth. Like, you're probably missing value in things that you would want to be notified by. And so I think it's important to take a little bit of that time to throttle and customize your notifications per device that you want to be managed. Now, Discord isn't the only answer. Twitter, of course, is also uh, an answer for managing your uh, notifications. I know for some people, maybe you don't have a Twitter account. Maybe you don't like Twitter. Maybe you barely ever use Twitter. One of the things that I would recommend is if you join a new project, I would follow the project's account on Twitter and then what I would do is I actually would turn the bell on, which is the notification bell, so it notifies you each time that that account posts. Now, if you're like most people, you don't have notifications on, like uh, the drop-down notifications on on your iPhone, but you do when you open Twitter, there is like the notification button, and you can see that your notifications in that list. What's beautiful about turning on the notifications for when that account tweets is that it doesn't have to pop up and disrupt you like a normal notification. But when you log into Twitter, you can just browse your mentions and it'll tell you like, hey, this account has posted, you know, this account that you turned on the bell for has posted some tweets recently. And you can click on that and then you can just look at what they actually recently posted. 
Another setting that most people don't realize is available to you is you can actually turn on email notifications for Twitter. And you can turn them on to be notified daily or weekly or monthly. But what I like about that is that I have a couple accounts that I've turned on the email notifications for weekly. And because I'm like, I don't really like care that much about the project or, or what it's going on. But you know, every week I'd love to just get like a, a, a little synopsis of uh, it in my inbox. And then if there's something that jumps out at me, I click on it and it opens up Twitter and I go in and, and drill down that, that little um, you know, rabbit hole when it comes to that. So that's kind of how I look at those two um, notifications. The other thing that we'll get in the notifications, and I'll get into the part here where we're going to talk about standing out. But the other part of this that I think it can be really valuable is you're going to want to look at like the website. You're going to want to look in their announcements channel on Discord and see if they have SMS or they have Telegram or they have email notifi- uh, sign up. And I would definitely sign up uh, for those. I, I, I've shared this before. Uh, the Steve Ioki project. You know, I've been able to I've been able to get four additional NFTs and free merchandise all because I signed up for their SMS, um, their text message uh, service. Because if I hadn't, I wouldn't have seen the Discord notifications and I would have completely missed the opportunity to get in on those you know, short-term uh, wins. Telegram is another one. Telegram, some projects are using it um, as like a, a communication channel. Others have moved completely there. Um, I recently joined uh, CP, CPG, which is a project that I've loved and had my eyes on for I don't know, six plus months. Um, and uh, I finally recently joined it and they actually moved their entire community over to Telegram and they have different channels that you can subscribe to and you verify that you have a, a, a actual NFT and then it unlocks the different channels um, over there on um, their Telegram. And I'll just say, you know, I joined it yesterday, jumped in the Telegram and man, the welcoming and the people that were making it feel good, right? As soon as I joined the channel, people were welcoming in. Some people I've known for years, others that I, that maybe followed us, you know, in the podcast. Um, and some others that didn't know me that wanted to, you know, I joined the parent, uh, channel, uh, over there that, that CPG had. And I thought that was really, um, clever and clean to do, but telegram like discord, like Twitter, you really have to manage the notifications, right? I I'm a big fan of turning all the notifications off, and then going back and turning on ones that you think are of value or of um, importance to you, and then maybe even throttling how they, how they display on your device. Now, the next question comes on, you know, how do I stand out or what do I do when I join a new community? Now, if you're joining a community and let's say you're minting the NFT, which means just like everyone else, you're all brand new. Maybe the project just minted this week. I think in the mint phase, right, when an NFT is just launching, there's going to be lots of noise, lots of people asking questions. And one of the rules that I have is like, if it is really noisy and everyone is trying to get the attention, just do your best to get out of it what you need and then come back when things slow down a little bit so that you can then stand out. Like, I think it's kind of, uh, you know, ridiculous to jump into something and try to be like the most popular person when every single person's trying to, you know, welcome people and at mention the founders and talk about the floor price and ask questions. So I think timing is a really important one here, right? Like understanding when you're going to you know, spend that precious time that you have on trying to stand out, on telling your story, maybe you know, putting things out there. The other thing you're going to want to think about is like where are the channels where you can you know, maybe engage with people that aren't as, as busy? I mentioned in the CPG uh, you know, uh, Telegram, 
uh, the first post that I made was actually in the parents uh, uh, channel. And it was because it looked like it was pretty active uh, recently, but it wasn't like overly overwhelming. There wasn't a ton of people in there. And so I just posted, hey, I'm a girl dad of three little girls. My my daughter is uh, about to start in her first middle school, middle school soccer game. Uh, you know, definitely a girl dad that loves pink, uh, you know, NFTs uh, and excited to be part of the conversation. And then, of course, what I did was other people were like, hey, I'm a girl dad or hey, I'm a, I'm a dad, I'm a, a mom of three boys. And then others like, oh, you know, I have kids around the same age. And it really fostered this nice little dialogue. And so then I started asking questions about some of the other parents that are in there. And, and this is where my philosophy of, you know, give people access to you while shining the light on others or shining the light on the bigger picture things that you're all about. And so the, to me, that's kind of partially what I did on that channel. Now, beyond just kind of standing out in, in the sense of you know, joining a Discord or on Twitter or maybe Telegram, the other thing you want to think about is you know, when you look at your list of like the things that you care about most in a project, if part of it is you know, networking or the community, one of the things that you have to, just you have to recognize is that takes time and it takes an effort. Let me say that again. If the utility or the value that you want to get from an NFT is networking and community. There is no easy button. There is no quick fix for that. And so one of the things that I would recommend doing is I would actually set up a recurring event on your calendar. Yes, I said your calendar. So I have, I have a couple of these on my calendar. I know my team's very aware of it, where I have certain events, certain you know, days. Wednesdays at 4 p.m. is one of them, right? Wednesdays at 4 p.m. Eastern time. I actually have a notification set up so that it reminds me to go in and check in on a couple of the channels because I have it blocked off of my calendar. It's that important to me. The other thing that I, that I do is that um, I set up little reminders of certain things that are going on right when I jump into a, a project, right? So if it says, you know, hey, you know, starting in October, we're going to launch a, um, we're going to announce our upcoming partnerships. What I do is I, I create a, a calendar, uh, you know, set up on for October 1st and say, check in on this Discord for this announcement. And I oftentimes even copy the announcement text into that um, calendar notification that I set up so that I have additional context for when that's happening. The funny thing about that is I usually set up a second one as well, like maybe October 3rd, because we all know how that works. Sometimes you're like, oh, it's the first of the month. And you're like, oh, yeah, I'm supposed to do Discord, but I'm in this email right now. And you kind of brush it off. So one of the things I like to do is I kind of know myself enough to know that oftentimes I will set up, if it's an important date on their roadmap, I will actually set up a second calendar notification um, to just kind of keep, me, keep it on, on top of mind you know, for me to actually you know, know what's going on. The other thing that I think you have to, we have to look at is that you know, where is the place that you are best suited for providing value to the project? Remember, as an NFT owner, we are owners, so we have to take we have to take ownership in what our role is in you know amplifying and talking about the project, maybe even marketing and selling the project. So let's say you you create videos, right? Maybe or maybe you're a blogger, or maybe you you know you post on Instagram every so often. Maybe what you can do to initially stand out is talk about why you jumped into that project, share the project, you know the 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 NFT art in your Instagram account, and then tag, of course, maybe the Instagram. Uh, channel and then maybe a couple people that are in the discord saying hey i'm so excited to be a part of this community could you share in the comments why you joined this nft community and what that does is it fosters that conversation and let me just say conversation fostering 
is one of the magic weapons for standing out and growing inside of a new community. What do I mean by that? It's very easy to ask yes-no questions, and it's very easy to shut down things that are asked by just simply completing the question. So if, someone, if you jump into a new, um, you know, into a new, new uh, Discord and the NFT project, and you, and you say, hey, what's everybody? Glad to be here. And someone says, so glad to see you here. What do you do for a living, or what brought you here? It's very easy for you to say, hey, I found, the, found this on Twitter. One of my friends is in it. I, I hope this um, is worth my time. Or you can say, oh, thanks so much for reaching out. You know what? I joined this community for this reason, but I would love to hear why others join the community because I I'm love to welcome in more people, right? So now you're opening it up to start a conversation. Let's say someone replies back and they say, well, I, I joined this community back when it was minted. Um, I really love the art and, and the utility that it stands for. Now, you could reply and just say, thanks for letting me know. I look forward to getting to know you. Or you could even continue the conversation and say, oh, what it, which pieces of utility um, are your favorite? And are there, are there things about the upcoming utility that I should be aware of? So if you notice, you keep that conversation going. I actually think it's one of the biggest mistakes people make on LinkedIn and on Instagram. You know, if you want to stand out on LinkedIn, part of it is you need to keep those, when someone comments in your you know, your LinkedIn comments, you want to just keep that conversation going. And it's no different here on, uh, on Discord or Telegram or Twitter. The other thing you want to be just hyper aware of is you don't want to be that annoying person that tags everybody in everything. So be very strategic on how you use your social equity or your social tokens. And you might be like, Brian, what is social equity? What does that even mean? Well, what that means is I believe you need to fill your bank uh, uh, with social equity before you actually spend and ask people in a new community to do something for you. So one of the things that that looks like for me is I think you should go out of your way to celebrate and talk about why you joined a project. I think you should also engage with others and really focus more on what others are all about and less about yourself. And what you do in that case is now you're starting to build that social equity, right? Now you're, you're, people are like, oh, thanks so much for sharing out my project uh, you know, on your Twitter account, right? Because it doesn't cost anything to retweet. Well, now that person really, you know, is appreciative of you because you celebrated them. And then when it makes the most sense for you, if you come back to them and ask them to join something or share something or even just a- answer a question that you have, they're going to be much more likely to do so because they're going to remember that you were the one that celebrated them, that you were the one that did something for them. It's one of the biggest pet peeves of mine, especially in Discord as a whole, right? When you join a Discord, I think one of the things that you should think about doing is how can I celebrate the project, the people, and others that are in here? And part of it is, you know, talking about why you joined it. Maybe it's answering questions for others, right? I know there are some people um, in our Discord, that's how they jumped in. They just jumped in and said, Brian, love the podcast, excited to be here. And then when someone asks a question, say, hey, do you have an episode where you interviewed a CPA, Rather than waiting for me to answer that, right, because the, the, the question was directed to me, people would just jump in and say, oh, yeah, hey, I love that episode. It was episode 84. Um, go check out that episode. Um, you know, here's a link to that episode, right? And you're b- being helpful, right? It comes down to this, this simple concept of show you care, right? If you show you care about others before you want them to care about you, oh, my, it's where the magic happens, so how do you show you care? You answer others' questions. You amplify them. You, you jump in and support and celebrate, right? Um, you know, even if you're not active on Twitter, 
I don't care if you have 20 followers or 2,000 followers or 200,000 followers. If you retweet or you share something, I notice that. I don't ever, if someone retweets something of mine, I don't ever go, okay, let me go see how many followers they have to see if that was valuable to me. What I'm like, ooh, that person must have liked what that I had to say and how cool is it they shared it with their audience. And then if that person is sharing and engaging and amplifying me, and then all of a sudden they answer, ask a question, say, hey, Brian, I, would, uh, I have a suggestion for your podcast. I would love to have, you know, see, uh, for you to interview this type of person. Or I'm curious if you've covered this topic. The likelihood of me answering is much higher because I'm going to remember that you retweeted or you shared or you highlighted the podcast or the show. And so that's one of the, the great ways. The other thing is, and it comes down to you know, our dams, right? So we're going to cover our dams right now uh, as we kind of pull this episode together. The first one, of course, is press the damn button. No one will know your story or know who you are when you join a new community unless you're willing to tell your story. But don't tell your story from a place of bragging. Tell your story from a place of learning where, where you've been and how you've accomplished things, right? So rather than saying like, hey, we're a top 25 podcast on, uh, on, on Spotify and Apple, what I will say is, oh, thanks so much. I'm so glad you like the podcast. You know, this is my eighth podcast and most people probably aren't even aware of my other podcasts, but I tell you what, all of those years of launching a podcast have really paid off and, and it's allowed us to, you know, get over a million downloads and now on the top 25 uh, in podcasting and I just love the medium. Uh, so yeah, I hope, you, I hope you'll check it out. You'll notice what I did was there as I gave context to teach, to share, like, hey, for me to find success, I had to do these things, right? And so it's less bragging but yet I still was able to share the success that I had around the podcast. Those simple things, right? Words matter, the tone matters, and how we show we care and kind of talk about what we do really does matter. So that's press the damn button. Of course, the second one is uh, raise your damn hand. And what I mean by that is, you know, if you are in a, uh, a Twitter space, right? And, and let's just face it, Twitter spaces are probably the number one place to um, interact and engage uh, with the, the community right now in the NFT space. So I would definitely recommend uh, turning on notifications for the project so that you know when they're doing Twitter spaces and then add that reminder to your calendar, right? So if there's an upcoming Twitter space tomorrow at 6 p.m., even though you're not active on Twitter, just open your calendar app and put on 6 p.m. There's a Twitter space so that you'll jump in and, and be a part of it. The other part of it is if you have a question or a concern or something that you want to ask, raising your damn hand is important. What I mean by that is too many people will sit back and say, oh, I think my question might be dumb or I'm going to let someone else answer that question. But if you go back and look at your list and your definition of success of why you bought this project, I believe a lot of people have not found value in the projects that they've bought because they haven't been prepared to take advantage of a situation that is provided to them, right? I do this every Tuesday night at 8 p.m. Eastern time. Every Tuesday night, I ask the audience on Twitter space, hey, if anyone here has questions or comments or thoughts or things they want to bring up about the podcast, just go ahead and raise your hand and I'll bring you up. A lot of times it's crickets. Sometimes I'll get one or two and then of course then there'll be a, a much more people. But if I were you, if you're listening to this podcast, a great way of doing that is put on your calendar right now, Tuesdays at 8 p.m. Eastern time. It's our superpower hour. I run it from my, my personal Twitter account and then jump in there. And then whenever I'm, I, I open the floor and say, hey, raise your hand and come up and ask your questions. 
be the first one to raise your hand. Jump up and say, hey, uh, this is my first time raising my hand, but I've had this question since listening to your podcast because I will promise you it'll stand out for me. I'll make you comfortable so you don't feel awkward or, uh, and I'll thank you for answer, uh, asking that question. And then there will be people in the audience that are like, oh my goodness, thank gosh that person asked the question. That's exactly the question I had. The other thing you want to think about is when you are asking questions in Discord, in Telegram, in Twitter, or on Twitter spaces, try your best not to make it about yourself. So even if the question is something that you want answered for you, try your best to phrase it in a way that benefits everyone. So for example, if you have like a special trait on your NFT and you want to know if that trait gets you anything, rather than going up there and saying, hey, I have the, the, king, the king's crown on my uh, NFT and I'm wondering if, uh, what I get for that, well, then it comes very like, self-serving. But what you can do instead is you can raise your hand and say, hey, I love the traits. I have one of my, you know, one of my favorite traits on my um, NFT. But I'm curious, for, for anyone that has you know, some of their favorite traits on here, is there anywhere we can find more information about perks or maybe benefits for the traits that we have on our, on our favorite NFT? Because I can get, guarantee you there's a good chance the person that is, that is answering that is going to go, oh, well, what's your favorite trait? What's the trait that you have? And you can say, hey, I have the king's crown. And you're like, well, actually... For all the king's crown, we are going to be rolling out something. Or they might say, oh, I love that you love the crown. I know others that love the crown as well, whatever that may be. So asking questions from a place of, you know, what, 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 how can I set this up so it's what's in it for everyone, but also make it to where it answers the question you want to be answered is, is very important. The other thing I'm going to say is, you know, branding and every digital action you take matters. What I mean by that is when someone likes something on Twitter, when someone um, comments on a Discord post, someone even just adds an emoji to a Discord post, all of those things add up, in my opinion, on how you can tell your story and show that you're engaged. Even if you can't, you know, maybe you're not, you don't have time to jump in and post every day or start conversations. If you're celebrating, supporting, commenting on posts that are happening inside of these, these channels, people are going to take notice. The other thing about this is I like playing where the, there isn't some, a huge crowd. So if you find out, like even for our podcast, right? We have a new TikTok account over there on TikTok. We have NFT365 podcast. Well, if you've commented on Twitter and maybe we haven't got back to you or maybe you, ha- it, you, know, you didn't get the interaction that you might have wanted, I'm a big fan of listening to what the community is doing new and going there where there's less people interacting, so if you want to get a hold of someone that is, you know, on a project or um, uh, of, you know, a value, or maybe you think they're, they're too busy, ask yourself, where are they interacting where there's less people interacting? And maybe I can provide value there. Or even, you know, just retweeting something. Well, I think anyone can hit the retweet button. But what if you went a step further? What if you went and found one of our most recent TikToks and you downloaded it and shared it to your Twitter account and you tagged me in it and you said, hey... Love the new TikTok account from, you know, the team over at NFT365. This one really spoke for me. I'm curious, iSocial fans, and then whatever your question is, I can guarantee you not only do I celebrate and that stands out because you took that extra effort, but I reply to you, right? And I think that those things matter a lot. And so I always like to say the bar for caring is pretty damn low, but what does it mean to show you care? Well, you need to go above and beyond to understand, like to share and to you know, drive conversations. Another thing that you might want to do is when you jump into a Discord, rather than just asking 
questions that are searchable, do your best to search things. And then if you can't find something, rather than just asking the blanket question, you can say, hey, I've been using the search function. I've been looking at all the channels, but I can't find an answer to this question. Could anyone direct me to the channel that best has this answer? Well, now you're showing to me that you put in some effort. So when I reply, I probably just answer the question and say, oh, and just so you know, in our FAQ channel on our Discord, we have um, all of those answers there. So yeah, that, hopefully it'll help you out there. But if you, know, if you can't find the answer there in the future, you know, please let us know. If you notice what I did there, I wasn't just you know, blanketly you know, asking for help without doing a little bit of due diligence. And so what I will tell you is, and this is how I'll kind of wrap this episode, if you want people's time or attention, you need to show that you are willing to put in your time and give attention to them. And I think that is so underrated right now where people just come in and say, answer my question, give me, give me, give me, give me. But how do I even, like, it's so easy just to jump into a, a Discord or reply to a Twitter with a question. But if you show that you care, if you're amplifying, if you're going above and beyond, or maybe you're interacting over a period of time, I can almost promise you you're going to stand out and you're going to be noticed. And the last thing I'll say on that is also, you know, the branding part does matter. So changing your, your server profile photo, changing your PFP photo, right? Like people are like, well, I don't want to change my PFP photo um, all the time because, you know, I, I don't want it, um, you know, it's not going to identify me. Well, remember, you have to look at that version of success. If your goal is to get in good with a new community, one of the ways to do that is to let everybody know that you're a part of that community and changing your profile photo on Twitter and on your Discord or even on your Instagram will start that conversation. The amount of people that have messaged me and said, Brian, I had no idea that you had this NFT until you changed your Twitter profile, but because you do, and then the, the conversation starts. And those little things will definitely help you stand out. They'll help you um, be noticed. But more so than anything else, I think it just takes you know, time and effort. So you know, just to summarize real quick, you know, manage your notifications. Well, first of all, define success and your goals. Manif manage your notifications inside of Discord and Twitter. Use your calendar to set up weekly reminders, even daily reminders, to jump back in and stay engaged. And then make sure that you are finding ways for it to set up for email notifications or ways that you can be aware of things that are upcoming. I think it's very easy to blame founders or uh, projects for not delivering on utility or um, providing the value that you wanted. But I think there's a lot of projects that are doing their very best. But we as owners, we as NFT holders, we're not doing our part. We're not making an equal effort to show up, to listen, to engage. And you know, how is that project going to know that you want SMS notifications unless you ask for it, right? Uh, I, I would jump into a Discord and say, hey, is there any way to get email notifications or text-based notifications for this community? And if the answer is no, could be like, hey, I I'm curious if others in the community would like that as well and make that suggestion, right? Like, it's so easy for us to blame others for not providing us for what we want, but have we done our own due diligence, our own effort to let them know what we want, let them you know, know that these things are available? I bet you some projects don't even know that you know, text-based messaging is something they can sign up for and it's very cheap. So hopefully that opens your, your mind to some of the ways you can stand out, you can tell your story. And just remember, there is nobody better to tell your story than yourself. It might feel awkward. It might feel difficult at first, but it does that for all of us. You get more comfortable each time you start sharing, each time you raise your damn hand, each time you press the damn button. 
Of course, uh, definitely a shout out to the crypto business conference. If you want to jump into Web3 and NFTs, but you're not sure where to begin, or maybe you want to ask, you know, uh, elevate your knowledge on all things crypto, NFTs, Web3, Metaverse, definitely check out Crypto Business Conference. It is t- taking place in sunny, beautiful San Diego, California, October 9th through the 11th. And it is the biggest event for anyone who wants to learn about all things Web3 and even work in a Web3 business. So if you're looking for a job in Web3, you're looking for people uh, you know, to work alongside you, definitely check out uh, the Crypto Business Conference. That's where you're going to find all of that at. And as I send you on your, your merry way, I have to end with the last dam. I told you there was three dams. We talked about press the damn button. We talked about raising your damn hand. And of course, the last one is doing your own damn research. I think the other problem with us jumping into NFT projects is that sometimes we don't do research. And sometimes we, we expect certain things, but that's not what the project ever told us they were going to provide. So when you're doing your own damn research, let's also be honest with ourselves and say, oh, I was hoping they would put out the game in the first six months, or I was hoping that they would um, create an incubator for us to work together, or I was hoping that they would do whatever that may be. Let's be very clear on the things that you were hoping for Versus the things that you that that caused you to sign up on on what we're what we're you know what that project has to offer, doing your own damn research also just you know it really comes down to you making sure that there is a fit, and the beauty of the NFT space is, let's say the culture changes, let's say the community is no longer a value, let's say that what you what you got into the project for is no longer what you care about, the beauty of NFTs is you can sell them, take that liquidity and buy into another project. You're not stuck for life. You're not in there for forever, and so. It's really a great opportunity. Put yourself out there. Try different things to stand out and get your story heard. And if people aren't resonating with it, sell that NFT, jump into another project and try it out. I truly do believe the magic of this space is you can find your people. I don't care if you like underwater basket weaving and you like doing it in your socks. There is an NFT community that will welcome you in. But it's probably going to take you some time and effort to find the right community with the right people that serve up to you at the right time. But let's face it, what else in life is there that we get if we're not willing to put the time in for something? As always, my friends, until tomorrow, make it a great day. Cheers. The Mint 365 Collection 100-Day Countdown is on. We're counting down to November 11th when we'll auction off all 365 NFTs as one collection, including a custom mosaic of all the art. Want to bid on this one-of-a-kind Web3 time capsule? For details, keep listening to NFT 365. If you found this helpful, let us know by leaving a review. Like, subscribe, share, and do all of those good things. We are greater than me, and as always, the show is over.